Today's reading is John 13. It was now just before the Passover feast, and Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. The evening meal was underway, and the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had delivered all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the supper, laid aside his outer garments, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel that was around him. He came to Simon Peter, who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never shall you wash my feet, Peter told him. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus told him, Whoever has already bathed needs only to wash his feet, and he will be completely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. That is why he said, Not all of you are clean. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, he reclined with them again and asked, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, because I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example so that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I am not speaking about all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But this is to fulfill the scripture. The one who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it comes to pass... You will believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After Jesus had said this, he became troubled in spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, perplexed as to which of them he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at his side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus which one he was talking about. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this morsel after I have dipped it. Then he dipped the morsel and gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. And when Judas had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said to Judas, what you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew why Jesus had said this to him. Since Judas kept the money bag, some thought that Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast, or to give something to the poor. As soon as he had received the morsel, Judas went out into the night. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him... God will also glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, 
And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, Where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so also you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Lord, where are you going? Simon Peter asked. Jesus answered, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, said Peter, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Will you lay down your life for me? Jesus replied. Truly, truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. This is God's word. Of the four Gospels, the Gospel of John gives us the most extensive description of Jesus' final hours before his arrest. Here in chapter 13, that description begins. The Passover meal was set to begin, and Christ is distinctly aware that his betrayal, trials, torture, and execution will follow. John stressed to his readers that Jesus knew what was about to happen. Verse 13 in the NIV says, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. And verse 3 says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Meditate on this for a moment. If you knew that your death was coming, that it would be extraordinarily violent and painful, and that it would culminate with the rejection of God the Father, what would you be thinking about? What would you want to do with that time you had left? How would you handle interactions with other people? Personally, I'm pretty sure I'd be preoccupied with what was coming and that I would be a nervous wreck. It would be natural to turn to those closest to you for comfort. But when your friends are completely oblivious to what is coming, as verses 22, 36 through 38 say, they are in no position to comfort you. So in addition to being preoccupied with myself and my fears, I think it might be irritating to be around friends who don't get what is about to happen and are, in fact, in high spirits due to the Passover. It would be easy to be angry with them for not understanding and to run from them to be alone with your fears. But that's me. Then there's Christ. He knew that he was returning to God, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. That's verses 3 through 5 in the NIV. Instead of being preoccupied with himself, Jesus was intent on loving and serving his disciples. In the words of verse 1, he loved them to the end, which I interpret to mean to the fullest extent. This was a genuine act of love, but it also set an example to us who follow Jesus of service, according to verses 12 through 17, and of love for others, according to verses 34 and 35. Christ's example and his command to us then is not to allow our anxiety and fear to take over our lives. Rather, despite the real emotions we feel about our lives, we should put others first and serve them lovingly. What is the result of this kind of selfless service? Verse 17 says, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed. That means you'll be happy or it will be to your benefit if you do them. Those are the words of the NIV. Serving others is not usually the first thing that comes to mind when we think of how to be happy. Often being happy, to us, 
means having someone else serve us. Serving others rubs against our sin nature and rubs it raw. It tempts us to resent the ones we're serving or the fact that we're put in a place where we have to serve. But Christ promises the blessing of joy to those who take the lower place and choose to serve others because we love him. So not only does our faith in Christ call us to have a servant's heart toward others, it calls us to serve others in love, even at the very moments where we could be expected to forget the problems of others because we have so many of our own. If you're lacking joy due to problems and difficulties in your life, find someone to serve. Not only will you be obedient to our Master and Lord, but you will also be blessed if you do it, as verse 17 says. If you found this devotional helpful and didn't find it in your email this morning, go to dailypbj.com subscribe and give me your email address. And every morning for free, it will show up in your email and you can be cued to watch these videos or read the devotional and continue to develop a Bible reading habit in your life. Also, please support me financially. Go to dailypbj.com support to find out more about that. Also, please share this with anyone who might be helped by it. And I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Have a great day.